What's up, sweetos? Tonight's episode is brought to you by Dormy Golf Workshop. Dormy Golf Workshop was created by PGA Canada members and brothers Jeff and Todd Bishop. Born and raised in Nova Scotia, Jeff and Todd have traveled the world playing the game they love and since then have landed back where it all started, Nova Scotia. Through all of their worldly golfing experiences, the dust has finally settled and now they offer you this, a handmade leather product that'll rock your socks. Dormy offers U.S. Open covers, custom covers, NHL covers, U.S. and Canada theme covers that are must-have accessories for all golfers. Dormy Head Covers was created with the intention of bringing fellow golfers really cool covers and allowing the customer to be involved in that creative process. Real custom leather products that are a hole-in-one. Use code BLHC for free shipping to the U.S. and Canada. For more information about Dormy Workshop, please visit their website dormyworkshop.com. That's D-O-R-M-I-E workshop.com. You can also follow them on Instagram and Twitter under their handle at dormyworkshop. Welcome back to the Blue Line Hockey Club, folks. We've got another exciting episode of the Blue Line Hockey Club. we got all these real suspects sitting in the house with us tonight. Our producer, Patrick Kunkel, Lardy Sullivan. What's up, Patrick? Aloha. And local nerd on staff. All right, T-Guy, Robbie P. Peters. What's up, P-Train? Hey, how you momming them? And the all-around sports guru, Derek D. Train. He, too. What's up, D-Train? What's up, Sweeno? And your host of the Blue Line Hockey Club tonight, Mark the Doctor Morley. Oh, Doctor. Yeah, that'd be 120 yeah, yeah. tonight, boys. That'd be 120. We got a friend of the program back to visit us tonight. I uh, can't wait to get in a good talk with Charlie McAvoy. What's up, man? What's going on, boys? There he is. Hey, thanks for coming on, Charlie. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, so you guys no worries, uh, back in back in business with practice today? Is that like COVID protocol right back into it? Late night skate. I know we had set this up a couple days ago, but... Uh... I was happy to see it still work out. We had we had practice at seven o'clock tonight, so I was walking in the door at like right at like nine. Oh man! So we had to do five. We had to do five days of testing to get negative tests uh, to kind of clear everybody. So today was the fifth day. So we all had testing today. The entire team six a.m. to six thirty a.m. So I was up at like oh. five forty. How, this how's morning, the nose alarm. feel? <laughs> they they're nice and gentle. <laughs> it's not the it's not the one like with picking your brain. It's just like a little bit on the inside, so it's nothing big. But six a.m. this brain. morning, oh, no, it helps, it helps no. keep negatives too. It helps keep brain cells. <laughs> I, I actually had I actually had a girl at work because I work at a healthcare facility, so I get tested twice a week. And the first nostril, man, she went so deep. I kept pulling back, pulling back, and then on the second nostril, she did it again. I was like, "Is this your first time?" <laughs> and then her, her and I got a little chippy together, and finally I just got up. As she went back in again for like a second uh, twist of the Q-tip, I just pulled back, got up, and walked away. It's too much. Badass. That's crazy. <laughs> so everybody skating? Is everybody on the ice, or you still got a couple guys that are uh, not ready yet? Yeah, we had a couple guys who aren't ready yet. Uh, two guys, but but everybody else was there. Uh, so we had like four days off, not doing anything, and then we got back up there. It was honestly, it, it was pretty good. Like, 
it's a nice little reset, honestly. Just recharge yeah, the batteries for a couple of days, and we're coming down into it like fucking buckle up for this for the second half here. So we're we're twenty eight in, so we're we're halfway. We got twenty eight games in forty five days to close it out. Like so, that's more than a more than uh, or yeah, a game man. every other day, right? Like it's. So we're gonna have back to backs, a day off, a game, like you know, it's it's just gonna be a grind. Where we won't have more than a day in between games, I think, here till till it's said and done. That's crazy, man. Like Hang it's on. like I was I was telling the guys here, it's not like uh playing hockey, it's playing NHL hockey, right? So like it's every other day just you gotta be exhausted. It's a lot. Like we we've been talking about it kind of like kind of just all the differences right between last year and this year and everything like that. And it's like, you kind of had those breaks right in between where it's like, mm-hmm. Oh shit. Like the flight sucks, but boys, we're going out to Cali. Like we're going to be, we're hitting LA, then Anaheim, then we're finishing up in San Jose, boom, stop in Vegas on the way home. So it's like those trips, right? Like they're not, they're not fun to travel, but everything else in it is, is a blast. You go out in the middle of winter and you're like, it's going to be sunny. It's going to be great. We're going to stop. We're going to have a couple nights. Hopefully we're going to go have some fun, spend some, spend some days in the sun and everything like that. So like, those are kind of like little resets in a year, even though you're traveling and grinding right. and the gruel, the schedule and everything like that. But at the same time, it's just kind of like changing the scenery is nice, but we don't have that luxury this year. So it's, <laughs> it's the same, the same seven cities, the same seven hotels just over and over again yeah uh that northeast weather is just the same up and down so it's mostly cold everywhere you go um hopefully starting to turn the corner on that but yeah first <laughs> first half was definitely like you know we had a a, a lot of road games so we're gonna, we're gonna have a lot of home games the second half which is good um but it was you know it, it was what it was right it was kind of an introduction of what this is going to be like and then kind of just uh just going for it and a lot of injuries and everything like that, but we're hanging on. We're in a good spot right now. Hey man, I just wanted to, you know, ask you like, as we're talking about this, you know, watching the games, it's like, you know, you're playing the same teams over and over, you know, like back to back games against the same team. Then you might like play another team for two days. Then you're playing the same exact team you played three nights ago again. I mean, is it getting old playing these same teams? Is it like creating animosity and like, uh, you know, maybe with some more chippiness and fighting or, you know, and the, the second part of that question would be, do you think these teams are getting a good perspective, like on like who's really good because you're only like, say the two Florida teams, you know, they're only playing that division. They get to play Detroit eight times, you know, are they really as good as they think they are? You know what I'm saying? Like, they yeah, don't play all I get teams what you're saying. Play. I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's, it's different, right? Like never, I don't think we'll ever see anything like this again. Like I hope we don't like once we get past all this COVID stuff, but like, I, I, I think of that a lot. I'm like, okay, so you look up and down our division. So I think right now it's wash, uh, the Islanders, um, the penguins, us, Philly, uh, the Rangers, and then you got Buffalo and New Jersey. So, uh, like, I guess Buffalo is kind of having their woes right now. Right. Um, but, like every team is an NHL calorie. There, there are no nights off. Like if you stumble in anyone's <laughs> rank, like you can lose. There's no, like that's it. It's just the way it goes. So like, I think we have a losing record against the devils right now. Like, like the, a team like that, like they're just pesky and they got good players and they play hard and they just, they play the system and, and some nights they get the result. And like, that's, 
that's just the way it goes. But all these teams, like I think our division, I think we have six playoff teams in it, and there's only four spots to, to play for. Um, six playoff teams from the bubble when we went back and played, like teams that are all really good, competitive. So it's it's a grind. And the difference between like this year and, you know, it's another little subtle one, but it but it really makes a difference is that every single night someone's climbing the standings in your division, right? So, you know, we could be on the road. We're playing an out-of-division con- out game. Like, you know, we're playing against L.A. Someone else is playing against, uh, I don't know, Nashville or something like that. So it's like, let's say we all drop a game. Like, nothing changes. But you drop a game and that's someone in your division is climbing – climbing to you know they're getting to so every single game like they're they all just mean uh they just mean more and it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be dog fight man coming down to the wire <laughs> here i think charlie what's it like uh without uh char in the locker room now man you you could tell like there's certain times i think uh where you know you kind of you know, you kind of realize like his, his presence kind of things where he would, where he would stand up or times where he'd really kind of, you know, get, uh, you know, get us back in, you know, in the swing, whether it was standing up and saying something or kind of just his presence or something like that, you know, just stuff like that. He just, he had such control over the team. Uh, and there's definitely times where, you know, you, you notice, you notice he's missing and obviously he's a, he's a huge presence to fill. Um, but, you know, Bergie has been doing an awesome job as, as the captain and, we all have so much respect for him and what he brings to the table every night and the kind of person and player he is. So, um, you know, playing, playing for him, playing under him is, is awesome. And he brings the team together. And, you know, like I said, he's just, he's done a great job to fill that void, but uh, it's by committee. Everybody's been stepping up and just trying to do a little bit more with the, with the big man being gone. Little strange seeing him in a Caps jersey and then playing against him or. Yeah. Big time. He's, He's uh he's funny too because he's like he puts that face on right when he plays where it's like he's not you know he's not out there cracking like you don't line up next to Z and be like hey Z what's going on like he's in the zone he's in the zone like I'll I'll kill you at any moment zone like he's just he's so focused in the way like it's just another one of the reasons why he's been able to play this song and have such success is like he just he, he when he turns it on he's he's just like. He's in war mode. He's ready to go. And that's the consistency <laughs> and everything that he brings. Like, so when we played against him, there was no like buddy, buddy at a, you know, at the <laughs> yeah, at right. whistles or anything like that. Like he's just got that face on and you're like, I'm not messing with this guy. Yeah. Right. So, you know, with him leaving and, uh, uh, you know, Krug leaving too, um, kind of looks like, uh, you're the guy to step off and, you know, you got Grizz there. You played with uh, Grizz at BU. That's got to be, uh, you know, an awesome uh, factor in the uh, whole Bruins defense. But like, you're pretty much the uh, top guy now. Top guy now, Mac. Like, how does that feel? Or do you see it that way? Or are you just uh, another guy, another defenseman, placing up your uh, left shin pad before the right one? <laughs> and put some points I think, on the uh, And put both. Yeah. Going cold a little I mean, bit. We're late. Yeah. We're we're going cold. I uh, hoping hoping to get back on the score sheet here soon, but um, <laughs> I think honestly, I, like going into this year, I was thinking a lot about it. Right? There was a lot of build up, and it was all like, you know, hey, are we gonna go get a D man? We gotta get a D man. Like we we can't lose Tory and Z, and it's like not gonna be all right in Boston, and they got big holes there and everything like that. And like, I didn't really think of it as like 
you know, I got to, I got to step, like kind of put this kind of cloud over my head of like these expectations, right? I got to step up yeah. and I got to do all this stuff. And like, I really was kind of thinking like, you know, in terms of, you know, like production and, and like ice time and stuff like that. Like I felt like what I've brought to the table since I kind of been there, um, you know, has been consistent in, in the form of like that top two playing with Z and, and when it came down to like thinking about, you know, like everyone's like, Hey, you're the guy now. Right. Like I don't think my responsibility changes from what I've been doing for the last yeah. two, two and a half years. So like, I really wasn't trying to think of it like that kind of, like I said, putting that cloud over and the holding all these extra, like just go out and play. That's what I've been doing. And, and I, and I don't think I've been asked more or less than, than these last couple of years. It's just kind of roll to try and be that rock on D and consistent every night and just do what I can. And, uh you know it's it's worked so far but i mean it's real credit to to our team because we've had a lot of injuries on the back end especially and guys just keep stepping up and and doing the job and, and we believe we can win regardless of who's playing yeah so back lardy and i were talking before you know before we got going we saw you guys at boston and actually got a chance to go to the, the bars with you guys but um we'll talk about that later it's interesting that, you know, all the guys that you're, you know, kind of grown up playing with are now running the NHL. Is that, you know, has that hit you yet? It's it's crazy. No, not really. Honestly, hearing you say that's pretty wild. Like, but, like, looking back, right, like, I don't know, that's just, it's wild. Like, I to wrap your head around it, because at one point we were all just a bunch of freaking dumbasses, <laughs> like, in Ann Arbor <laughs> with, a, with a whole lot to learn, man. And, yeah. Uh, you know, about growing up and, you know, a bunch of 15, 16 year olds. Um, I made my fair share of mistakes for sure. And, <laughs> and when I went to college as well, but you Been fast there. forward now and yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you gotta, you gotta fuck up to learn, to learn. That's right. right. And, and I, I believe that now more than ever, but, um, you know, having that little perspective now, and I feel like we're freaking old, our, our crew now, like the 97s <laughs> and the guys at the program are like, oh, sixes now. But, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, now no, it's... Got, it's, yeah, but no shit. We got like 10 or 10 or 11 or 12 of us maybe playing yeah. in the NHL and contributing. And, and there aren't very many guys now who are like up and down, like everybody's kind of made it. And yeah. it's just, it's just wild. Like, that's what you, that's what you dream of, right? But you don't really see a group like that. Maybe the '94 right. group. I know Grizzly talks about a lot, which was like their decor alone was like Jones, Grizzly, Truba, Shea, uh, like so four. Uh, Carrick, I think, who who made it, and he's kind of up and down I think, uh, with the Devils. But so they had like five or sixty who made the NHL, which was crazy. But like our our group was, I think, competes with them for maybe the best that the programs ever had. I, I bet you it might be a record if someone looked into it. I mean, the, the dudes, the 96, 97s, and maybe even the 98s. Is Matthews the 98? No, Matthews is our team. So Matthews. He played Matthews, above you guys, though. Chuck. He, yeah, for like, he got called up at the end of the year. Him and Hannafin. Yeah, yeah that's right. So our team, our U17 year, which is hard, because like the guys who left the U17, uh, like like uh, like Wierenski, Hannafin, like they didn't do two years. They just did one. Mm -hmm. But then oh, the guys okay. we brought in, the guys we brought in made it. So I kind of just morph it all into one, right? So we brought in Thompson and Terry, and those right. guys made it on the on the front end. So it's like 
our first line was Kachuk, Rozovic, uh, Matthews, NHL, Colin White. <laughs> uh, yeah, Colin White. Why he played with uh, uh, Why he played with Kells when it came down? Kells is the '98, but Kells played with our team when he got called up. And Bravo. That was our second line, and then our third line was Greener, Goody, and Fish. I think. So yeah. all three of those guys, NHL, fourth line <laughs> was Tom. Fourth line was Tomer, Terry, NHL, and uh, I think Bloody. I think Bloody. Brendan Warren. Those are a couple guys in there too. Um, wow, amazing! So like our our front end was like three fourths of it. I think made it. Like it just it's wild. And the back end, I think uh, me and Jonesy, Caleb Jones. Yeah, who has been playing for Edmonton? I think I think he broke broke through. Um, and yeah, I got a couple there. guys in the AHL who I think are knocking on the door. So, yeah, it's like what what a team we had, man! It's pretty insane. Yeah. What are you thinking about it? <laughs> it is <laughs> pretty amazing. Real. Just to imagine to we imagine we button. lost the U18s, we'd be going to our fucking grave <laughs> with this roster, man. Thank God no we excuse. Yeah, Just to hit the pause button and talk about uh, you know your time at Boston and uh, Aganis when when we went and saw you. We actually walked from our hotel to BC and then walked back after the game. Our hotel we was fucking idiots. It's called the team. <laughs> Just take the, we took the trolley. We took the trolley back. But yeah, we, we were hop there. Just enough to walk there. Uh, anyways, it was, um, that, that, uh, it was that hotel over by Fenway. That's like yeah. Fenway, we look over the narrow. Fenway. We oh, walked uh, hotel from there. Commonwealth. Yeah, that's Commonwealth? what it was. Yes, yeah. it was. That's Commonwealth. the beauty of a hotel, too. Super nice. Yeah. And we walked from there to BC. It was fucking nuts. Was what was the – we drunk. Right across from Aganis, um, there's a restaurant. It's, like, directly across the – Oh, it's that Mexican place. It's cantina? Sunset. Yeah, the cantina, right. So we went there, and we ordered a bunch of shitload of chicken wings. And I'm fucking <laughs> chicken wings are this big. Not this big. This big. And we're like, is this a fucking joke? What's we going on? We thought we were on, on candid camera. They were like second. duck wings or something. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were tiny. And he was like, yeah. You guys are really forgetting nachos are the best thing Chicken wings. Oh, my God. Why do you buy chicken wings? You get the nachos yeah, there. What are you doing? Yeah, something. Mexican joint. We were with Ernie, Ernie Burns. <laughs> I don't know. He ordered fucking wings. I don't know. Oh, my so God. So, anyways. I had, a, I had a story. I walked like I – uh it was the guys when you have your official visit at BU, they put you at Hotel Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. So it was the year, like it was my freshman year. So the sophomores, or sorry, before my sophomore year, the incoming freshman class was visiting. So it was like Chad, Chris, Clayton Keller, Bellows. Um, it was the guy, uh, Ottinger. It was the guys from that 98 program team. So they came in. It was the Monday night. We won the bean pot. And uh, we won the bean pot semis against Northeastern. So we went out and we took all those guys out and we went to like the draft in Austin and we had a freaking time, man. So we went from there to Suvi, which is like the junior senior dorms, Grizzy and those guys lived there. Grizzy Laner, like our Daniel Regan, our, our senior class. So we had like a post game there, hot stove. And then finally I'm like, okay, like I'll take these guys back to Hotel Commonwealth. So we come out like it's it's early in the morning now, and I, my phone's dead. I can't call these guys an Uber. Like their their phones <laughs> are dead. We walked it the whole way over the bridge. It's like a mile, like that comab. <laughs> we walked it. So <laughs> so we that. finally get there. Oh my god, we get there, go to bed. I sleep in 
like those guys were a mess. Like guys were waking up in the bathtub. They had a flight the next day. Quinny was picking them up at like eight. Oh, I did hear about this. Yeah. Oh my God, they were a mess. So, so whatever. We, we wake up the next day. I wake up in the bed. I think I slept in Ottinger's room. I shared the the freaking bed with him. I wake up. I get out of bed. I take a step. I face plant. Fall over. So I go to get up <laughs> and I can't walk. I had a high ankle sprain, like like a severe <laughs> high ankle sprain that I was just, I must have been so in one that I just didn't even feel it. I walked a mile down to Hotel Commonwealth, all of it. And the next day I was like, Otter carried me out and I got on the BU bus and I went right to like, uh, right to the rink and I was in crutches the rest of the week. Didn't play that Friday. I couldn't skate. And my first skate was that Monday to play in the Beanpot Championship. And I remember I was like excruciating pain. It was just, I don't know why it was so delayed or what, but probably the sauce. But oh, oh my god, I remember that like it was yesterday. Quick, quicker was probably happy. Eh? Pat, where yeah, was it? You talked to him. You talked to Quinter at all? He didn't know I I walked a half mile the night before on it. <laughs> oh. Pat, where was that place that we went to as soon as we walked in and went downstairs to actually hang out with all the guys? This chick fucking pukes on the floor. And your boy would know. It's the bar over by Fenway that you guys all used to go to upstairs and downstairs. Uh, by Fenway? Yeah, it's kind of over by Fenway. Like what? Uh, <laughs> like Causeway was one or like Lansdowne. Uh, a couple. There's of a down. Bars. There's a downstairs. Anyways, we were we were walking up them from downstairs. All the we guys. Were going, we were just going. Oh, base, going baseball down. tavern. Yeah, baseball, baseball tavern. tavern. It's like four. We flights. were yeah, just yeah, yeah. going down those stairs, and some girl puked on the floor. All and over Ernie's head. Splatter on Ernie's head. Oh. <laughs> Dude, that place. That place was like a college kid's dream. Like I remember going in there. I couldn't rub two pennies together. I was so broke. And like, I'd go in there and I'd be like the, the biggest boys round on me. And I'd be like, what's the beer tonight? And it'd be like, like a dollar Budweiser's and I ran out of the fountain. And, uh, and I would just go, Oh, give me six of them. Like you drop six bucks down and like get around for like, you felt like such a ball. Yeah. You felt like a baller. That place is awesome. Dude. All right. Baseball tavern, they shut down. That's what they it was. Couldn't make it through COVID, man. Uh, that that place was so much fun. COVID. So many good memories yeah. there. I know. You know, we were kind of older with in there with you guys and my buddy Ernie, who wasn't really a fan of going out that night or something. Yeah, he wanted to stay in the hotel. He's like, I'm not going out with a bunch of fucking college kids. Long story short, we're like, well, let's go downstairs. <laughs> That's where all the BU guys are. He starts walking down. This chick leans over the railing and pukes on Ernie's fucking head. <laughs> uh, oh, poor God. Should have stayed in the fucking house. We were yeah, never going out again. Like the nicer, you know, the nicer places, like where the grown-ups probably hang out. I don't, I don't know. Um, but we had a table and stuff, and Jordan came over and was like, "Yeah, everybody's across the street. We need to go over there." And we're like, "Okay, we'll we'll go," you know, because we we're old. You know, we were older, obviously, and 
been there and done that. Ah, we're still young. As soon as we walk fact, in that fucking door and go down, oh my god, the fact that the fact that Greener ran ran like the bar scene in Boston, <laughs> year old freshman, just made no sense to me. But I was, <laughs> but he brought me with him, so I was fine with it. It worked. He looked like he was like. 28. It looked like he was 28. Yeah. What's this all about, Mac? Here, tell us about this, dude. So that was Bertie's <laughs> idea, and of course, he had like the sickest outfit with that like Cam Neely thing. But so we were out in <laughs> Ta- we were out in Tahoe, right? Uh, so where am I in? The- oh, I'm behind. Yeah. Uh, I'm behind Cliffy, who's got on the Portman jersey. I got on like the neon green, like snowsuit oh, sure. with the shades. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we were. So our, our retro jerseys are from the 90s. So they were like, why don't we do a 90s theme? Let's do 90s theme dress up. Like whatever whatever you want to do, uh, just go for it. Like you can be creative, like ski suits, outfits, like the parachute pants, whatever you want, like anything 90s. So everybody's on. I'm on Google looking up like 90s style and trying to find something, <laughs> something cool to wear. Yeah, so the washings were big. The like tie-dye stuff was – or, or like multicolored stuff. With we you, still wear this shit, This is just a day in your closet for you. <laughs> yeah, it was so, pretty uh, funny though when I oh saw that. God. So we had, that. we had a blast with it. And yeah, yeah, hot rod. He looks like Johnny Nitro. So <laughs> leaving, the, uh, leaving the the rink. We were kind of joking with each other because we we won big and they had a depleted team. Uh, the game was a blast. Like the scenes, the, the all of it was like I remember that forever. It was awesome. But kind of ran away with it in the second and finished. I think we won seven two or seven three, and, seven, three, uh, and we're yeah. walking out seven three. So we're leaving in all of our in all of our costume stuff, and we're like, man, we look like fucking assholes right now. If we <laughs> lost this game tonight, leaving in those outfits. So. So it all guys were focused. I can hear it now. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, we took care. Of, we took care. Of Thinking all. too much about your fucking ninety suits. Yeah, right. seriously. Coaches, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it sounds like you had a good experience. We we talked with Jimmy Howard, and he was like, "Oh man, it was fucking miserable." You know, yeah, when he like negative twenty though in Michigan, right? It was oh, when he did the Winter Classic. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. So it was a beautiful day. Uh, I think it was like 30, 32, maybe. Um, but so someone brought it up. I did like a little round table. I think it was like a couple of weeks before the game. And they were like, yeah, like, what are you going to do about that? The elevation? Like, have you guys talked about the elevation? It's like double Colorado. It's like 6,000 wow. something above sea level. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, oh no. This does not sound good. Like I have that like claustrophobic <laughs> feeling. Like when I feel like I can't breathe, I start panicking a little bit. So like, dude, not good. But like I had like an inhaler, so I was puffing the shit out of that thing before we went out there. I'm like, please, please, like, Snorting be, like, it. like open the lungs up today. If there was every day, like, work. So <laughs> practice it. We practiced the day before, and we're all looking around at each other. Like after the first drill, and guys are like over the shin pads, like. Holy shit. And we're, 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 all, we're all thinking, like, okay, like, we're outside, a lot of air, like, we're not in a rink or anything. Like, we should be fine. Man, I'm not kidding you. I couldn't fucking breathe worth shit. Like, 30 second shifts were like long. I remember I had one, I got caught in the first period, and I went straight legged for like 30 seconds. We were caught in the <laughs> zone. I didn't, I didn't take a stride. 
And all I was thinking, was, I'm not joking, all I was thinking was like, I'm going to be in a full panic mode, like get back to the bench. So get back to the bench. I'm dying. Like I can't breathe. Make matters worse. You sit on the bench, underneath the bench, the bench but just feed hot air. Oh, so, you, so, so you get off the ice, you're dying, you can't breathe. And, it, and then it just feels like you're sitting in front of a fireplace. You're just breathing <laughs> in like warm air. And it was like, oh my, I got up like, and I went and like by like the sticks behind the bench. And I was like, just breathing back there. I had our trainer whip out the, whip out the oxygen, like kind of like the NFL sideline, except it's not like the, the tank where you grab the thing. It's literally, uh, yeah. it's like a mouth but like, uh, like almost like a gun and you just hold it and go. And uh, I didn't end up having to take it. I, I did all right. I, I made it through the game and it was fine. But man, <laughs> fuck me. I couldn't breathe worth the shit. Like, I don't think anyone could because I wasn't the only one. I was talking to guys and they're like, man, I can't breathe. But uh, it's a little bit like that yeah, in Denver though too, right? And you feel it in Denver a little yeah, bit too. I, right? I, I've had times in Colorado where I'm like, oh man, I had that feeling. The first time I ever had it was in Colorado. It was like a compound yeah. of a bunch of shit and we were losing and things weren't going well and like whatever. And I'm like, have a long shift, get stuck out there. And I'm like, I can't breathe. And it's like, start panicking. It's it's pretty scary. Like, it's a, you know, obviously, you know the feeling like when you're pushing yourself really hard where you can't breathe. But like, if you're in a mindset, you're fine. You handle, you know, you're going to come back. But if you're like kind of panicking a little bit, like then it feels like you're never going to breathe again. So it was, but well, it's not I just got through it and it was all good. It's not just that, Mac, right? It's the recovery, too, the next day, right? It's the your body's just depleted of oxygen, your muscles. Oh, yeah. We flew back that night, too. So our game got pushed from – it got flexed from noon to 7 p.m. Or 6 yeah. or 5 p.m., maybe? It's like midnight out here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was – yeah. So so we, so we had it at uh, – whatever right at like sunset because they couldn't have the ice in the sun because that was what they fucked up the day before yeah. these guys had to like go play later so we were supposed to play at noon we were going to be out of there we we're going to be flying home at like five get home like two three a.m we ended up playing at seven our flight didn't leave until like midnight we got back in boston i was in my bed at like 7 30 a.m <laughs> walked in the walked in the room face plan and slept till like sober the old sober face plant rarely, <laughs> rarely seen but it, it set us back a couple days we were all like man switching time zones and like you said the oxygen we were all so depleted oh Jet lag is real. So, yeah. you guys even oh, yeah. even practicing like this year i mean you just do like morning skates and like you know the day after like a light skate or it's the it's the maintenance stuff right like so you go out and it's flow for a little bit, like nothing crazy. Like you get out and just get your puck touches in, like get your legs going. And then more so like kind of figured out like morning skate, like it's basically like just to get on the ice and do whatever you feel you need to do to be ready to go at seven o'clock. Like that's all the coaches care about. That's all anyone cares about is like, as long as you're ready to go for the opening puck drop, it doesn't matter if, like, like what you do, you know? Cause some guys stay out a while after like we'll do usually like 12 to 15 minutes of stuff in the morning that's it it's on, on the ice at 11 off at, at or below at 11 15. and then some guys stay on after some guys get off right away and it's really just like it's up to you whatever you want to do just to get yourself going and uh and i kind of ensure you'll be good that's it and then the practices are half hour we'll probably 
the I, I don't know what's gonna happen, but with the schedule, like I was saying, how fucked it is. We're gonna be playing every other day. Like <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if we see it a lot more off days because it'll just be like, how much can guys take? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's like whether it's like team off days or like, holy shit, like. Bergie blocked shots last night and played 20 minutes. Like, yeah, really. Let's let's give him a day today, you know, like kind of stuff like that. And but then when it kind of bleeds into like how many guys you're keeping off the ice, then it's like, well, why do we, you know, we shouldn't even practice. We're keeping six guys off. We don't even have enough bodies to run drills. Like, so it's kind of tough. That's that's the that's kind of that that third quarter of the season, like in a nutshell, trying to load manage. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what about like power play and shit? You guys are just like kind of like going out there in the game and are you doing that a little bit night in practice? I mean, those are like your special team type shit. Yeah, no, we do that in practice. Sometimes in morning skate, like if we haven't done it for a while, like we'll, we'll flex in like five, five, 10 minutes. And that's the only time our morning skate kind of extend a little when we do special yeah. teams at the end, but we're getting our puck touches and, and, and we're staying, staying sharp on that. But yes. that's basically it. Like it's just trying to do the best <laughs> we can. It's the grind. Huh, man? <laughs> The grind. Yeah, it's crazy. good for the for us, you know, because we get to watch hockey every day. Right? Uh, I'm exhausted uh, yeah. though watching you guys. Though. <laughs> Just watching. If you're if you're bet, if you're betting on uh on hockey, it's like uh this this yeah, right. season is gonna be like March Madness, man. You're gonna have like ten games on every single day. Like I know these <laughs> other teams are going are going through it too. Like everybody's gonna be battling this schedule here. This, this second yeah. half, especially the. COVID. Yeah, I, I don't think there are very many teams who are out in front, like as far as games played goes. Like I think everyone's going to be playing every other game, or you know, all just grinding it to the finish line. Yeah. How's the body feeling? It's good. Strong like, like yeah, strong like ball. Like I was saying, <laughs> it's nice. The last couple, the last couple days are nice, man. I thought of it as like a four. We had four days of nothing, and then practiced it on the fifth day. So I was thinking like. You have an all-star break. That's usually three days. I think sometimes I'm thinking it's three, but usually you lump that in. Like they'll give you the three days all-star break, and then like like this five. Oh, your ass will be there, week. Charlie. No break for you, so, man. No break no, for you. They're, they're not. They're, they're not doing that. They're not doing. Oh, that. they're not. I'm talking like right. I'm talking like years past. So like it's gonna be three <laughs> days for all-star and like five days for buy. And what they've been doing is put them together, so you get like an eight-day break um at least we were lucky enough to get that i don't know if some teams got like their three days and then like another like four day but we got it lumped together like eight so i was thinking of it thinking of it like i'll start break and i was just like man i'm i'm gonna shut it down like four days just relax we couldn't do shit because of covid and testing every day and everything and just being careful but like the weather was nice i took a walk every day like like a nice long like hour walk to get out uh that Who has more Instagram it, followers than our podcast? It's <laughs> ugly dog I've ever fucking seen. Dog food and dog <laughs> treats. Oh, you're looking you for guys, the free you food. Guys I see what you're doing. With a, with a, <laughs> yeah. That's what we need to do. Charlie, I, I just want to say real quick, kind of a two-part question. You know, How does it feel for you to be mentioned in the Norris? I mean – to me, I'm humbled and can't believe it. I'm so happy for you. Uh, you you deserve it. Um, just what you do on the on the blue line, and then on top of it, after that, uh, how'd you get into this here? Is that a new uh, maybe after retirement? 
<laughs> dude so well first off thank you and it's just like the old candid hockey answer but it's true right yeah 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 i'm just playing i'm, I'm having fun playing and doing you know like i'm just i'm lucky man blessed to play this game for a living so I'm trying to keep that attitude and even though it gets hard at times you gotta kind of take that step back like i'm playing hockey i'm having fun with it i get to do it with a great group of guys we got a really good team here in boston so just having fun and that's yeah. about it on that front well you deserve it before, you get, into golf, but, before yeah. you get into golf let me ask you oh look at that stud right there <laughs> are those your dad's gloves like those look pretty big <laughs> dude i must have had paws i guess when i was at <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're so growing to like you're growing to why the ladies love them man i had a jawline <laughs> in that picture and then i and then i must have got into the fast food <laughs> Lost my jawline for a bit there, going through middle school, but I kind of found it a little later. But dude, so that's my boy. Who buddy. is this guy? Yeah, that's my boy. So that's James Nicholas, ready? So he, Lardy's played against uh, Sir Sweeno. Sweeno's Sweeno when Sweeno was at Shattuck, <laughs> we played against him a couple times. Like, oh, okay. uh, yeah, he played he played with me in Westchester Express. So we had a team mid nationals, like we were at that tourney um, with those guys, like. Great hockey player. This kid's an athlete. Oh, really? So his dad, yeah. So his his grandfather uh, is a surgeon, um, one of the biggest surgeons in in New York. He's uh, no longer here. His grandfather's passed, but his dad did the same thing with same footsteps. Um, he's he's a surgeon as well. He was a Jets doctor. Uh, he's done some surgeries on me and um, my dad. So that was actually before I was born, and. So him and my dad were friends. We're both 97s. We grew up in the you know that tri-state area hockey playing. So we had been friends for a while. He actually has a connection to Long Beach, which is my hometown. Um, it's where his mom is from. So he had, they have a place there. So in the summer, we'd hang out all the time. And then it was the 10 and 11 and 11 and 12. We played together for Westchester. Uh, so we were teammates. And this kid was like, he'd he'd like go to the rink we'd play a game and like he'd have like a duffel bag there with his football gear in it and he'd put the football <laughs> gear on and go right to that and then like when he was done with that then he would have on like his uh you know like his lacrosse shit and he put that on yeah. and go like this kid played everything and he was so gifted at all of it and he ended up going to yale so his dad went to harvard i couldn't believe he went to yale uh <laughs> carving his own yeah the, the rival but Anyway, he went to Yale for football and golf, and then he, after his sophomore year, he quit uh, football and just focused on golf, and that's what he's doing now. He's on the Corn Ferry Tour. He qualified in uh, to that. He played. He played the Rocket on a sponsor's exemption. I think he's played. Okay. I think that. I think that might have been the only one he played on the tour. Um, but. You look Dude, busy there, like, like you're you're reading shit or something. Oh, that, like, you, you almost know what you're doing. So anyway, he gave me that, that wrist watch, right? So it's, it was a compass. So every time he'd like, I'd have to like shake it. He'd be like, every time, like just make sure it's calibrated. So you just give it a little couple taps. 
and then just you know hold it out and he'd be like where's the wind coming from so it was in our face like it's coming from the north like it's or it's you know it's in our face like whatever and i was just telling him all that stuff and he told me we, we had a practice round we played nine the day before it all started on wednesday Tourney started on thursday obviously and um it was down at uh orange county national in florida and uh, in orlando and it was and it was a fucking blast man it was a blast it was like just hanging with him seeing him do it like seeing the pro golfers there like yeah. those guys are sticks man on the on the court ferry it's it's the ahl for golf like they're all knocking on the door tons of them so like yeah. playing with them getting to like hang in the caddies in our in our in our threesome that we had they were all like such beauties fucking darts on the course like just so awesome like so funny man and and they're just they're they're great guys like they're awesome i told them flat out i'm like hey man i i've never done this i'm a shit golf i've only been golf for three years i've never caddied never went to a place nice enough to have a caddy like uh so, so i told them flat out i'm like man i'm not too proud to ask like i'm gonna need help i'm not doing anything stupid i have the old happy gilmore like just make sure i don't do anything stupid <laughs> and they're 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 such great dudes like they made sure they had my back like i wasn't you know i, I was always on the right side holding the back on the right side is like a big thing and like right. when guys are when guys are driving like making sure you're not in shadows or anything like that like fucking with sunlight like just little stuff i wouldn't have thought about and they'd be like yeah. just grab me like hey, take a step back like they weren't dicks about it. they were <laughs> awesome like they're yeah like serious because they could have been right like i was the guy yeah. who didn't know what i was doing they were doing it for you that's like their income they're hoping their guy makes some change so they can do it, you know. But they're great. James is great. We ended up mi- missing the cup by one shot, which is uh-huh. brutal. We had we had eyes on it the whole day. Like I was taking peeks at it, seeing what the cut line was, and uh, it came down the wire. It came down to the wire. We needed to birdie the last three. He birdied two of the last three. So, oh, man. so it's tough. pretty cool. But experience. it was a blast. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. It was awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. So let me ask, are hockey players the best athletes on the on the planet or what? <laughs> yes, it's no question. You don't think you about it. I would say I would say I don't know if I'd say the best athletes. I would say that our game might be might be the hardest to play. I honestly have a, I have a, I have a new appreciation for golf. Like hmm. golf's fucking impossible, man. I've been trying it for a while now. It's so hard, man. Like just yeah. you need just to like like the difference in your club is like that between fucking a shank or like do what you want it to do. And it's that. really hard. But yeah, hockey's like hockey's fucking hard. It's so hard. Like if you look at it, it's not a sport where like, you know, you, you see those feel good stories, right? It's like this guy didn't play didn't play offensive line until a senior in high school. And maybe like five years later, right? Like, no, if you're not playing hockey at like three, four, the odds are already stacked <laughs> against you. Like, yeah, you're like, that kid. It's, it's it incredibly goes. hard. Dude, it's such a hard game to make it. It's incredibly hard. The odds are not great. And just to be, like I said earlier, man, just to be living my dream, it's fucking awesome. But I would say that athletes, dude, I, I, I think those. I think those – you ever watch a fucking NFL combine? Oh, yeah. Man. You want to talk about athletes when those guys are jumping like 40-inch vertical just standing there? I think I have like a 15-inch vertical. <laughs> Greer, guys are like 5'7". 
<laughs> yes, me and Greener at BU used to have a competition for like our verticals because we were like the worst two on the team. So it would be like <laughs> comical because like everyone would jump and it'd be like 25, like 24, and like Greener would go and it'd be like, Seven. Be like 16. <laughs> yeah, no, we'd be doubled. We'd be doubled. <laughs> He'd be like 16 and then I'd go and I'd get like 17. And like we were the worst too by like uh, by like that much drop off. And we were just like it was our own little shit. But we 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 worked on it. Like me and Green are training together for a couple summers and we we've gotten a lot better since uh you know since we did it. But I think those guys are I think those some of those football players are like four four forty with yeah. your eleven foot broad jump and your forty and for like I think those guys are crazy. Yeah, just fucking cut like crazy. Yeah. Some of those oh, guys. Zero percent body fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, you don't on, see that as much in hockey, like things. you know, where you got a guy that's just extremely fucking cut, like every guy in the locker room. Matt Maroon's pretty cut. Some, some guys, Kevin Phil Miller. Phil Yeah, Phil. Kevin Miller <laughs> is right. Like, it's crazy how it works, right? Because it's like you, you kind of like you could have a guy who's just like a bag of milk, right? And he's like. <laughs> the fastest guy on the ice. He's a stop. Like he's awesome. He's so fast. He's like a better player. And then you have a guy with a twelve pack, zero percent body fat. And it's like <laughs> you know, it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have a competitive advantage. Uh, yeah. Not that I think it's okay to be fucking huge. Like <laughs> you're lugging around a spare tire, obviously, if you're bigger. But I know some guys it just works for them like that. Nice. <laughs> well, Mac, you know, uh, um, before we let you go. I know the you probably can't wait until the season ends. Obviously, you're hoping to hoist the cup. Uh, you got close there once. Um, but uh, what are you going to do after the season's over? You're going to do do a little surfing. I know you like to do that. Um, you stay right in Boston. Do you, you know, do you go back to Long Island, or what do you do? There, that's such a good picker, man. Oh my! God. I like your dad I, uh, with the the kangaroos. He's a stud he's still. A freaking yeah, he's in he's better like, shape than I am. Does he shave? <laughs> Does he shave or wax? Uh, no, which is crazy like because like I get I get a fucking hairy chest and he does. I got shave my chest. I see, I see that. I see the hair on the but, belly there, Matt. Yeah, oh yeah. But I actually look look looking solid there. Looking solid there. But, uh, you're in high uh, school. My dad, is, my dad is like, dude, he still surfs. Like, whenever there's waves, that's his thing. So, like, like mine is hockey, and, um, you know, that's my passion. Like, his is surfing since he was a kid. Played hockey, played yeah. football, all of it. Like, surfing was his thing, and he was awesome. Like, my dad had sponsors and stuff when he was in high school and everything like that. Oh, really? Yeah, he had, like, body glove once upon a time. Like, he did Body glove. Remember yeah, body yeah. glove? Yeah. Dude. So, yeah. he – Power bar. That's his favorite. Remember power bar? Yeah. <laughs> so that's his thing. He loves it. And like we surf together in the summer. And like you should see his face, man. It just it's puts awesome. a big smile on his face. It's so awesome. But yeah, hopefully get home a little bit. I, I always I always like the summer's just come and go, man. It's a full time job. Like working out. Yeah. You, if you're not doing anything, you feel kinda like that like someone's kinda passing by like you know. And if you don't have that then then you should have it because like, you have to have that yeah. mindset at, at this level. You're not in the running for the Norris, yeah. yeah. So it's <laughs> no, like, I hear it's you. Hard. I want to go home so much. Summers come and go, and they fly by. And every time I'm like, man, I wish I, I should went home like that weekend or that extra weekend. So 
hopefully this summer with COVID being gone, I'm trying to get the vaccine when it comes out here, we can get it. Yeah, put this whole thing behind me and then maybe take uh, those first couple of weeks when I'm doing nothing, maybe go go home for a little bit, a little bit extra this year, go see the folks. Because with COVID, it's been a, it's been a mess. I haven't seen them in, in a while. It's it's just been a disaster. So, so that'd be nice. And then I spend the summers in Boston. That's my home base now. Nice. So got to get you out here to play a couple of rounds, man. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're coming out there for sure. I'll try to do it. freaking stuck in Minnesota. He's a trader now. He doesn't come – he doesn't yeah, have a boss anymore. He <laughs> got. He, had a couple, he must. Someone brought on Lake Minnetonka, and that was it, man. It's over. Yeah, it's yeah. over now. He got a driver's license, and gone. everything's changed. I man. got him his driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's Otto's picture, but it says Jordan Greenway on it. <laughs> Dude, yeah. <laughs> Greener used to use. This is fucking awesome. But Greener used to use a fake. So like, he had his friends with all the guys at bars, right? The so basketball player, right? No, it was a guy. So like, he just oh. he just found it. Found it. Like some bartender <laughs> was like, yeah, like whatever. He was friends with them, and the guy had a the guy was like, yeah, someone someone left this here today. It's been here, or someone left this last week. It's another black guy here. Just take it. <laughs> so he had like. A, so Greener was like perfect. Like I just need a black guy. Like whatever. So <laughs> yeah, this guy, this guy couldn't have looked anything less than G, and he was five six, like about thirty, and G's fucking six six, two forty. Like anybody, like looking at the stats would have would have figured it out. But it just like it worked for him. Yeah, but oh my god yeah i got him and i got him and jd their licenses i, I have uh I've built some good relationships with the people over at the dmv here in boston lovely people yeah here. i remember that yeah yeah so nice. uh so i took them they used my car for the driver's test they didn't crash it they did great and, and now they're both <laughs> on the road somewhere pray for whoever's out there with them. that's a story yes it is well, thank you so much, man, for coming on. We appreciate your stories and coming on every once in a while, man. It's uh, it's an honor to speak with you, and it's great watching wow. you on TV, man. Thanks, boys. I appreciate it. Hey, we'll do it again uh, right after your one's up. Okay. All right, brother. Good luck this year. That's good, man. Good Book it. Thanks, Book guys. It. Keep rolling. Talk to you later. 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 See you guys. You guys yeah. want to do a little quick commercial uh, break here and get into the second segment? Yeah, we'll do a little commercial break, get into around the rink, and uh, but great podcast with Charlie. It's always had fun having him come on, and he's always a great guest to have. He's just he likes to talk, and uh, his some of his stories are awesome. But uh, yeah, we'll do a little commercial break and uh, get back into it. We'll be back. Rob, Rob, brush your teeth. We get the question a lot of what surface can I use the hockey wraparound on? You can use it on any surface from smooth concrete to the roughest asphalt. Today, we'll be shooting on asphalt in my driveway. All right, a few common questions we get asked about wraparound while Casey's shooting. Number one, wraparounds work on both left and right-handed stick. It's one unit for each. Two, the size of your stick. Whether you're youth, intermediate, or senior, the wraparound will cut down to the length of your stick so that you can use it no matter what. Another thing about the wraparound is we've completely covered the toe of the stick so that you can practice your toe drags and other things while you're outside. One of the best features about the wraparound is it eliminates the small spaces that you may have with a shooting board or other training tools. Literally, the entire earth is your surface to play on. Top right. 
Welcome back, boys. All right. Uh, we just had episode 120 with Charlie McAvoy uh, from the Boston Bruins. What a great guest to have. And always a pleasure speaking with him. And, uh, you know, it's he's one of the best in the league, guys. I mean, we're talking to a you know, friend of the program, but when you step back and you look at it and you watch him play, he's an offensive defenseman, which is what they want in today's league. And, you know, also great defensive defenseman as well. So, you know, it's it's awesome to have him in our, in our uh, corner when we want to talk to him about the, what's going on. Very good perspective on what's going on with this uh, crazy circumstances in the league this year, you know, playing the same teams over and over, uh, you know, playing every other night. You know, so it's kind of cool to get his perspective. What are the teams doing? Uh, the morning skates, the day after for practice, stuff like that, that, you know, we don't see just by watching the game. So that's yeah, cool, man. Great to have him on. Yeah, I wanted You're to ask down to about, Earth too, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. humble. Humble kid. Derek says this every time. You know, every time we talk to a high-level hockey player, they're always humble pie, man. It's always humble yeah. pie. It's great. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah, just to be uh, in the talking of the Norris is unreal. And, uh, you know, we all of us guys on the podcast have watched Charlie since the, um, you know, USA national team, BU, and now the stud on the Bruins, Boston Bruins stud on the blue line is unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, great guest. Love having him on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I wanted to ask him about uh, having a Trent Frederick. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I was thinking that too. Yeah. Guy's an animal, yeah. man. <laughs> He's an animal. It's awesome. an animal. I like yeah, to see that in today's game and need more of that, you know. Like yeah. it, there's not too many teams that have a guy that's gonna go out and beat somebody's ass just because yeah. he wants to and he wants to get noticed and trying you know, to fight Ovechkin. As much. What's that? Yeah, well before trying to fight Ovechkin. He fought fucking, uh Wilson and Held his own, right? And then he was right after that. He was gonna, you know, give Ovi a shot at the title. <laughs> <laughs> Ovi fucking drives a stick in his nuts, but yeah. Good way to make your name for yourself in today's league because there's not a lot of guys doing it. You know, you talk about Wilson, a couple other guys, maybe uh, Reeves and Kane or somebody like that. But um, it gets good mm -hmm. press. You know, he's he's on social media. He's on you know the highlights just because there's not as much of that going on anymore. So it's good for that kid to get get that kind of notoriety and, you know, be a good, tough player. And it's worked out for him. Yes, sir. We should have asked him, though, you know, getting up and down like the uh, team playing, if he's ever been blown over by the wind. <laughs> Who? With Frederick? With Matt, Charlie Mack. Oh, know, okay. Team playing. Oh, <laughs> Let's so get into boys, a little uh, around the ring. Yeah, let's get into it. I mean, a lot, a uh, lot going on. It's it's kind of tough to keep up with it. And like Charlie said, uh, when you watch the standings, and the, the top three, four teams are only two, four, two to four points out from first place. I mean, the teams are bouncing up and down because they're only playing in in conference games, and you know it's easy to drop from first to third, you know, in in a night or two. So, um, you know, I have seen that too when you look at the standings and you look back and like, Jesus, weren't they just in first last week? Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. Uh, you know, we got the Florida teams are doing excellent um, in their division. I think the Panthers are probably one of the biggest surprises uh, down here in Florida. They're getting a lot of, you know, 
getting a lot of talk here in our area about how good they've been playing and Gwenville being possibly coach of the year. Um, you know, just uh, that's kind of been a surprise, in, in my opinion, in the league so far is, is how well the Panthers have been able to play. But, you know, they're also playing Nashville. They're playing the Stars. They're playing Detroit. I mean, how good are those teams? Uh, you know, when we talk about, you know, not having a full round of uh, scheduled games throughout the league, how good are some of these teams that the divisions might be a little weaker than others? Uh, so we'll see that, you know, later in the season. But, um, you know, if you look at the points there, they're not they're not too far out. You know, one point from second place there, uh, you know, all within six points from first place. So it could change quickly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that goal, goal differential to me just is crazy. Plus 50, 43. Holy. Tampa? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what I, I wanted to ask him, I didn't get the chance, but it doesn't sound like he's a big fan of this, uh, you know, the COVID league, as I call it. Um, you know, the, the way they set up the divisions, um, how, how can you be a fan of playing the same no. teams over and over and over again? Yeah, I don't think anyone likes that. The fans don't even like that. Um, so your average fan doesn't like that. So I'm sure. And like doesn't. you said, travel into the same cities, you know, you're flying into the same airport, you're staying at the same hotels, it gets repetitious, um, you know, and then you finally get to come back home, um, you know, but they're playing so many games, they don't. You know, they're not really relaxing at all when they come home. It's just game after game after game. And uh, with this COVID protocol, these teams that are behind games, and now towards the end of the season, they're rescheduling all these games where they might have, you know, like he said, more than game. They might have back-to-back games some nights opposed to every other night. So it's going to get more of a grind for these guys coming into the home stretch here, um, the teams that had to sit out a week or 10 days um, and miss games. So. Can you guys imagine if this was like the kind of league that was going on back when fighting was like super prevalent and stuff like that? I mean, oh man, every night would be like it looked like the ECHL. You know, what I mean, it'd be like <laughs> yeah, it, it should, it'd it just would. be like a brawl fest every night. I, maybe it's you know maybe it's for good reason that there's it's like a finesse league now that they're having to play the same dudes every you know every other night and stuff like that because I can't even imagine, <laughs> can't imagine what I, that I would look like back in the day. I don't yeah. think it'd be much hockey, right? It'd be no. a boxing match, and yeah, you're right on that. And I think I think we said that a few podcasts ago before the season started. We're like, man, there's going to be a lot of fights, but we haven't really seen not a lot, and really, not a lot, have we? Yeah. Not really. It's crazy. No, I thought we'd see more for sure, especially playing. You know, when you play the same guys over and over, and you're chirping. Yeah, Rob, what's going on with your team? I mean, I'm not even sure where to begin. They're on a 14-game losing streak. It's uh, it. <laughs> it's bizarre, you know. When when they were make, you know, before the season started, they were making some changes, making some trades. They brought in some guys that I thought, you know, in a, a we all did. Season, I thought they could have been competitive, but. You know, this has got to be frustrating to play teams that are just better than you on a, you know, every night over and over again. And, you know, they're getting pounded right now. They fired their coach who, you know, in the summer, in the summer, everybody in Buffalo was on the Ralph Kruger train, you know, and then. Uh, this season shows up and they fire him. So Hal falls over on a breakaway and they fire their coach. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, did you guys, did anybody see that? Yeah, I saw that. Got oh, the puck, was on a breakaway, and just tripped and fell. <laughs> you could see that he was like, okay, I'm just getting off the I'm going to get off the ice. Did you, and I sent you guys that quote that he said, at least I only have to spend one year in that shithole. <laughs> yeah. Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall. Yeah. He yeah. said that? I saw that come across, and I don't know. If it yeah, was I don't know if someone made it up or what it was. I don't know if I was going to say, I, I think he that, was, he's excited I don't think he said getting it. re-signed. Oh, he's not going to sign there. He'll go somewhere else. <laughs> Guy goes to a different team every year and still gets paid big time. And he's getting yeah. paid. Yeah. Isn't yeah. it unreal, boys, though? Like, how do they expect – like, in the NHL, it's like it's like so trigger-happy to fire coaches now. It's like, how do you expect somebody to be successful giving them, like, six months during COVID yeah. to right. build a team? Oh, like, what kind of clown show of a, of a GM are you or a front office, like – Firing a coach at that well, point in this type of situation, it's like I don't, I don't know. It's it, it's just like why do you invest in somebody and not even give them an opportunity? It, it just completely backfires. Right. Yeah, it's like it's the opposite, so Detroit. Yeah, you gotta have yeah. you gotta have a couple of years. I mean, at least under the least same two. GM to like get on the same page about what kind of yeah. players you're gonna bring in. Like yeah. I don't know, it, you can't build hard. a team or have success yeah. with you know six months of being a uh, you know the head coach. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And unless it's like something really bad, you know, like they just don't gel, but you're right. I mean, any of us, you know, take us for example, it gets a new job, you know, give me a year to kind of figure this out. I'm going to have a, you know, a couple road bump road bumps and make a couple mistakes, but Jesus don't fire me after seven months. I just fucking got here. Yeah. I mean, it takes you three to six months to feel the pulse of, of any new organization anyways. I mean, when you get to be uh, our age, it takes like six months to decide what kind of fucking lawnmower to buy, for God's sake. Yeah, really. <laughs> for TV, research a TV for three right. and a half months, and then you just decide not to get one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, check out the old Canadian League up north and uh, talk a little bit about that. Oh, there we go. Toronto's still holding on strong, baby. Yeah, Toronto's looking good, man. I mean, uh, Edmonton sneaking up there, which is great. Poor Ottawa. You know, we're all from uh, an hour and a half away from Ottawa. We grew up going to the uh, Senators game, so we're kind of – we like the Sens. But, man, goal differential, minus 40. Yeah, I think Calgary's a big surprise in that that division. Just haven't had it this year. No, that's – you're right. Weird. They were great last year. Yeah. I think that might be the biggest surprise. You're right, Mark. Calgary. I thought Calgary's going to be good this year. Yeah, they got the players, man. I mean, I don't understand what's happened between last year. One of the best teams in in their division last year, and you know, like I said, you know, you got they're, they're playing a lot different schedule this year, so maybe they don't fare as well against some of these Canadian teams as they did against some of the other teams in the league. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but yeah, they, they got rid of Talbot, and Talbot's playing great in Minnesota. They got Markstrom, who was playing great for. Uh, what Vancouver? Yeah, yeah. And, and now they're shitting the bed. So you know, you make some moves, and you think you've you know you've upped your team a little bit, and you know, again, turns out uh, not so good. <laughs> hard to tell, man. This is a yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to tell up. who's actually really good. Toronto gonna fuck it up again this year. Let's see what happens. <laughs> the team's cursed, man. 
It is. Unreal. We'll make the playoffs and fuck it up in the first round. <laughs> what do you guys think of uh, Krill? And uh, we'll kind of end the podcast with the Minnesota Wild, uh, maybe the rookies, um, who's the best rookies out there. Uh, you know, I haven't been paying too much attention to the NHL. Uh, primarily just watch the Wild, check out the standings every once in a while. But all of us guys have been watching Minnesota pretty closely. And uh, Krill, the thrill, Kiprizov. Oh, I mean, he, he's going to be good, eh? What do you guys think? He's oh, unbelievable. Yeah. He's, best, he's, best leading he's leading rookies right now with 26 points. He's got like, what, uh, I'll tell you in a second. Um, 10 goals and uh, 16 assists. Leading rookies right now. And, uh, I mean, he, he's the leader for the, uh, the Calder. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't compare. Like, you know, I think in pro, like in every pro sport, you like try to compare a player to like somebody from the past. You know, I can't, I can't like pinpoint somebody that he reminds me of. Like, he has such a different kind of like a freakish style of hockey for it. He's a small guy too, you know. So like, I can't really. You guys compare him to anybody? You think or? I don't no, know I'm with you. I can't. Uh, you can't peg him to somebody else. At least I can. He, he's a really small guy. You know, he's a small player. He's got great hands. He's quick. His release is fast as shit on his pass and his shot. And if you see him when he comes into the zone, or if he comes around um, the net, he turns his skates, both of his yeah. toes pointing out like that. You know, which you don't see a lot. Of people do. Yeah. That's you what know, I mean, so though. Like he's he's just weird. He like, he's like, just different. On like with his toes pointed out opposed to like you know as a regular um you know power turn or something you know and he seems to do that very well and he comes in opens his opens his body up um and he just fires the puck from everywhere and he's a feeder i mean he's not just a a goal scorer he's a playmaker he's playing with zuccarello and those two have been like spot on as far as like being a a good connection right away and we they just those two uh zuccarello you know he was doing okay but once they put those two on a line together, the two of them have been on fire, and they've been changing up the center on that line a little bit uh, this season. But as far as he had the hat trick the other night, I mean, this kid is just like the real deal. Um, yeah. If I would probably say their their best asset on offense right now, um, you know, he's just yeah. a, he's just a stud. I mean, he's a rookie. He's a spark, for sure. And there's a reason that he was a leading goal scorer in the KHL for the last couple of years. I mean, he's a real deal, and I think that's like a huge pickup for. Uh, the wild that you probably see him a franchise player someday there. Oh yeah, Zook yeah, man too. He like Zook's like unbelievable assist man. Like he yeah. he finds he finds people man with the puck. East so putting a, putting a goal scorer like Krill out there with with Zook that's like when when Zook played for the Rangers that's like even though he was like a he, he had some clutch goals. If you ever watched his game, he was just like always so clutch at finding the assist man. He, like he's great at delivering the puck to people. Yeah, and putting those two together is like just recipe for success, and you're you're watching that in live time. So yeah, just for going east to west. Yeah, yeah, for a first year player in the NHL, I I haven't seen confidence like him. You know, yeah, he, he just comes in and plays every night. You know, always smiling, smiling yeah, fun. Uh, <laughs> ball flowing in the air. Just let Love us it. Go. Yeah, got a nice <laughs> flow. Yeah, so I think we're going to see good things out of him. He's really been a big part of why Minnesota is in the top of the standings or, you know, close to it out there behind Vegas. And uh, Greenway and his line have been playing excellent this year. That kid, uh, Greenway, has really stepped up his game. Um, 
you know, as far as he's been battling in the corners, he's been shooting the puck probably 50% more than he did last year. Uh, instead of thinking pass first, he's getting a lot of shots. He's got a lot of points. Um, you know, really like to see see that line, Eric Sinek and Greenway and Fiala playing excellent. Um, you know, they had a tough couple games against Colorado last week. What but- about Colorado? Is Are they just on another fucking planet? <laughs> Did you guys watch those games? Holy yeah, they- you want to turn it off? You don't believe? Yeah. I mean, they would get into the zone, take a shot, miss the net, get the rebound, take a shot, get the rebound from the goalie, take a shot, get the rebound, skate around, pass it, take the shot, score. Like Minnesota was just out the there. first period. They had twenty shots on goal. Yeah, it was like fifty some shots that game. And if you look at their stats, like throughout the year, Colorado is like way above everybody else in shots on goal. Um, I don't know where it is or what the number is, but um, plus thirty-five, the best in central for goal differential. Yeah, so if you, I don't know where the shots on goal thing is, but they played it um, that night that they were just crushing the wild with shots. Yeah, shots they had above everybody else in the league. So I mean, that's kind of the mentality that they're going at: is throwing pucks at net and crashing it, and it's been working out pretty well for them. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like when well. playoffs come. When playoffs do come, what's going to happen is the number one teams are going to fall probably pretty quickly because they're used to playing the same shitty teams. And, you know, like in Colorado, they're sitting a little bit lower and they're going to have some success because they just have the horses. Yeah. Right, you you cannot get a bead on each division based on who's sitting number one right now. You can't because once they have to start playing other divisions, shit's going to change pretty quickly. So I, I'm, you know, we're we're 20 games away from seeing playoffs here, and uh, you know it's pretty exciting to get down that. I, I do have to say one thing about Colorado that though, and we've talked about this, and Rob, you say it all the time about you know. Connor McDavid in Edmonton, he can't be the lone guy on the team that's putting all the points in. You know, Connor McDavid has, you know, six goals in the last three games or something like that. But in Colorado, I mean, that first line, Ratnan and uh, McKinnon and Landerskog, and then you put Makar and I forget his D partner, they, they make up, I want to say, over half of uh, Colorado's goals. So, um, they do have the horses. The second, third, and fourth line are, you know, making the Kadri. game. Kadri and those boys yeah. are making the uh, the lines even up. But that first line, the power play unit anyways, if you put McCarr, if you count him on the first line. Rantanen, McKinnon, and Landeskog are, yeah. you know, 38, 35, and 27 points each. Yeah. So, and they got yeah. one of the youngest D cores in the league, man. They're going to be good for yeah. a while. Makar's nasty. And you put Makar on the ice with those three, those three <laughs> guys, you just – they put the puck in there. I mean, it's – you might as – it's like turning your stick around. Remember when in practice you'd have to turn your stick around? <laughs> That's what it's like when those boys are out there. It's just fucking unbelievable. They're, they're just on another level. And, you know, yeah. we were lucky enough to talk to uh, the coach. And, you know, he was all humble pie as well and being, you know, trying to lower expectations. But, man – when playoffs come around, I've got a lot riding on Colorado going deep. Nice. You know, if they go out early, I'm going to be shocked. It's going to be another disappointing season for for that group of guys. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, we did we did see uh, you know we have seen them get beat this year a few, a few times by some suspect teams. So oh, I I see, beat them. yeah, I think the uh, oh. the goaltending will be a big factor with Grubauer there. Um, how he plays, you know, towards Mark, the end of the I, I think you said it. You know, if you play a team long enough, you're going to get some wins, right? If yeah. you play them over yeah. and over and over again, you're going to yeah. eventually figure out how to beat them. It's hard to beat but the same that team twice. Mean you're the better team. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's why they have a seven, seven game playoff. So let's uh, give a two shout outs here. Uh, one to St. Lawrence University for winning the ECAC. Oh, uh, yeah, right. yeah. And, uh, the coach got COVID like what the next day? What the fuck? And uh, they they are out of the of the playoffs now. Which can't you just fire the coach for a week or something? How's that work? Just <laughs> the coach takeover. Yeah, yeah well, he's fired. But he's not part of the team. I mean, the most more people actually had COVID. I don't know why you can't do like the same thing the NFL does though, and like just keep retesting them for like a three day period because it could have been a false positive. So I, I don't know. I don't know how you can't like figure something out like as far as like retesting them and retesting them and retesting them. I mean, these kids work their whole life for an opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament and they get it stripped away. So yeah, it seems like it could have been something more to be done, but anyways, on you I go, th- Mark. I think it was, I think it had, you know, the selection show, they still had to get selected to go play. Right. Um, not an AQ. What's that? It's not a qual- automatic qualifier. If you win your conference. I don't think so. Could be. I don't I think know. It was. It was an automatic qualifier? Yeah, it was. I, I do think it is an automatic okay. qualifier for winning the conference. The, uh, the other team that we want to give a shout out to is uh, my alma mater, UMass Minutemen in Amherst, New York, or Amherst, Massachusetts. Uh, they won the Big East, which is huge for them. And, yeah. uh, you know, because that's you know, obviously one of the uh, best conferences in the country. We're very hard league to win. And the coach there is none other than a Canton boy. Greg Carvel, uh, great success there in his three, four years he's been there. Uh, he's up for coach of the year. I think he won coach of the year. He he did when we had him on. He had just won coach of the year. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. He, I think he won coach of the year this year. Um, yeah. I, saw, I saw the other day uh, two times in three years, which is like unbelievable um, for being at a program that short of a time. So great yeah. for him up there. Uh, you know, it's awesome to see our Canton friends succeeding, you know, Greenway, Carvel, uh, amongst others that have been in and out of different leagues. And so best of luck to them and uh, go Minutemen. Go Minutemen. Zoom out. Yes, sir. You guys got anything else for this week? Nothing this it. week. That's about it, boys. Uh, just shout out to Dormy Workshop and uh, Wraparound, our sponsors for the podcast. And, uh, Hopefully we'll get a new podcast coming up here in the uh, coming weeks. Yeah, check out our website, bluelinehockeyclub.com. You can catch all of our podcasts on there, future, present, and uh, past. And then also get on our Facebook, YouTube channel. we got tons of videos on YouTube that you can check out. Uh, our show is live every week now. Uh, so check out our social media sites to watch us live 9.30 on Wednesday nights. And until next time, boys, keep your stick on the ice. Tell you. Sweet old. Oh, doctor. Keep your head up.